Uh, currently right now joined by Sarah O'Day, family friend of Isaac. He's a 14-year-old uh, currently fighting cancer. This has absolutely turned not only Isaac but his family and his friends' lives uh, completely upside down. And they're having a bit of a get-together this weekend to help raise money uh, for Isaac. Sarah, uh, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about Isaac. So Isaac was um, diagnosed with B-cell lymphoma. Um, he's only 14, so, you know, cancer's not good at any age, no. but... Um, you know, we want to get behind Isaac and his family um, and do the best we can, raise as much money as we can um, and just make their life a little bit easier for now. Now, you're a family friend. How are they holding up, obviously, without giving too much personal details? Yeah, no. So um, times are tough. Like, it's very hard. So um, Jay and Shannon live in Grafton. Mm. Um, so Jay and Isaac, who um, they've been transported to Brisbane. So. Mm away from home. Um, they've got family here in Dubbo and Wellington and, and surrounds. Um, so, you know, it, it's hard at any any time, but they've got an amazing support system. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard. Uh, but they're doing well. Isaac, you know, he's a good kid um, and being very brave, obviously. It's, it's not easy at all. So this Sunday, you're going to be shaving your head for the cause. That's correct, yeah. So doing a head shave and Mark um, Duggan, who's the manager there at the Western Star, yep. will be shaving his beard. This is all happening at the Western Star, actually. It's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, coming up on Sunday at midday on the 14th of August, uh, this is there's going to be a sausage sizzle, there's going to be kit games, and all money raised is going to be towards this uh, this fight for cancer. Absolutely, yes. So if people want to donate, how do they go about it? Yeah, we do have a GoFundMe page set up, um, so um, they can jump on board with that. We do have a Facebook page, um, so it's called Isaac Kicks cancer's butt Um, so jump on like it and have a read we've got um, Isaac's auntie is actually in charge of that so she's putting up um, updates with Isaac's journey Um, and as for Sunday any donations um, we do we can do the cash donations or if you want to come on the day we've got um, some really cool gear to to auction off and raffle off Um, we'll have sausage sizzle we'll have kids games and stuff set up at the Western Star there Um, plus you'll be shaving your head that's right so (laughs) Um, there's a bit of a plug to it. So highest bid, I will get to shave um, shave my head and yep. same with Mark's beard. So like me, hate me, love me, whatever you want to do. If you yep. want to have a dig at me, come and shave my head and um, <laughs> bring your wallet. <laughs> Of course, uh, as you said, there is that GoFundMe page uh, as well, which is happening, and this event is happening at midday at the Western Star Hotel here in Dubbo. That's August the 14th. That's this Sunday. Uh, Make sure you head on down there and uh, help contribute in any way. Buy a sausage, even if it's just for that. As kids' games, of course, all money raised is going towards Isaac, uh, this 14-year-old who is fighting cancer, and uh, that money raised, I guess, is going towards vital uh, equipment needed for uh, his, his fight. Yeah, that's right, and um, and not only that, you know, they're living away from home. Mm. Jay's got, oh, they've got a baby and a, a little fella at home too. That mm. you know, they don't get to see mum or or brother. So every little bit helps. Um, you know, even if it's two bucks for the sausage sizzle, yeah. come and chuck ten bucks at us. You know, every little it all adds up. We're, we're doing this um, for Isaac. Um, you know, cancer's not great no. for anyone, um, and I'm sure um, everyone has 
or if they haven't experienced it, they know someone that has experienced it. Um, so mentally, you know, if you, if you can't afford to, to donate, just send Jay a message just to let her know that you're thinking of her. Um, you know, she's going to need all the support she, she can get. Well, good on you guys for getting behind this and um, and, and driving this and, uh, and hopefully on Sunday we can get a massive turnout and a heap of people donating money. Yeah, it, it'll be good to see. Hopefully we can get everyone down there. Um, and like I said, if you, you can't make it on the day, um, shoot us a message, let us know, um, or jump on the GoFundMe page and donate what you can. Once again, fundraiser happening this Sunday, midday at the Western Star Hotel here in Dubbo. This weekend, this Saturday night at the Dubbo RSL Club, the Wolf Brothers coming to town. Uh, Tommy Wolf on the phone. Must be good to be out and about, mate. It's been a, it's been a while. We're excited. We've um, loving being back on the road, and we're very excited to get back out uh, back out to Dubbo, mate. Is this your first time hitting the road since everything locked? down, you know, we won't go into details about the last two years, but it, you know, I'm assuming it affected you in some way, shape or form. Oh, it did. It, look, you know, it, it affected so much live music. I mean, um, you know, we're a country rock band and, yeah. and you know, our favourite thing to do is get out and travel the country and tour and, you know, get to a lot of these sort of places that maybe a lot of people don't get to go and a lot of tours don't go. So that really made that just basically impossible. But yeah. we're back. We're on the road, and, um, mate, honestly, we're loving it. We've had a, some wonderful gigs, and, and I, I don't know, there seems to be sort of a new energy, not just from the from the punters, from from us as well. You know, I think having music sort of taken away for a couple of years and being back like it is, everyone's just loving it. Touring a new single, I hear. We do. We've got a brand new one out with uh, with, with Amy Shepard called Something Good's Going to Happen. And, um, mate, it's been it's been really great. The, the, the success of the Kids on Cassette album, um, which we put out, uh, last year and, and just to sort of see the way people have connected with the songs has been really special you know we, we try and write stuff that's fun that it's enjoyable that people are going to want to sit back come to a concert have a beer and listen to but also on on, uh, on top of that and I think the most important thing for us it, it's got to be real and it's got to be authentic and it's got to be honest and um, it's been really nice to see that that sort of connect with people the most. Now, you are coming to Dubbo. You're here this Saturday night. Uh, look, when people come to Dubbo, they go all out. I don't know if you've been told this. Uh, I'm assuming you're bringing, <laughs> you know, the, the, pyro, the pyrotechnicians and um, you know, the, the, the strings. A lot, lot of pyro at our shows, mate. A lot of pyro. Um, <laughs> now, look, we love it. We, we, we've, we've got to play Dubbo before. We've got yeah. to come out there before and have some wonderful shows, um, uh, not just with ourselves. We've been out there before with Lee Kernighan, actually, which yeah. was a bunch of fun. And um, I can remember... Remember, geez, it'd be about ten years ago. I think we played the Dubbo show, yeah, um, as well. So, yeah, mate, it's, it's nice. We really wanted to get back out there, and um, part of our goal this year is, is to tour as much as possible. Mm. Um, and 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 as I sort of said, not just go to you know, how so many people do go to Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, yeah, um, Yeah, we wanted to get out regional. I mean, that's our audience. That's, I mean, we're regional boys. We come from the country, yeah. so it's important for us to sort of to go to these places and, and take the show to them. Uh, people love regional, especially people in the regional. And the the coolest thing and the, I've discovered this as well is. Uh, Everyone knows everyone in regional, and so if you do a gig out here and someone gets seen on one of the social videos, all of a sudden their whole family's tagging it, you know, sending it around the internet to their friends, and all of a sudden the internet's going nuts for it. Like, just the shareability of anything on social media throughout regional is unbelievable, so... Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful, mate. It's, it's, it's a 
you know, it, it'd be a bit like where we're from, I imagine. You know, it's yeah. small town. Everyone, you go to the shop, you end up talking for four hours oh, to, the, yeah. to your mates and everything. And it's, you know what, though? You wouldn't have it any other way. It, that, that's what makes these sort of towns. I best. can't even go down the street with my mum because she's like that. She was the community nurse for years. And what do I do about this boil on my foot? I'm like, mum, I can't go with you down the street. You get stuck every every time. Anyway. So our mum <laughs> worked in the one of the schools where we're from yeah. in the kindergarten for yeah. 25 years. <laughs> So literally everywhere we go is like, how's your mum? How do you, how's your yeah. mum? She talks like everywhere. So like, I'm my own person. Yeah. <laughs> well, August 13th, it's this weekend at the Dubbo RSL Club. Uh, tickets are available right now through the Dubbo RSL Club um, website. You guys got tickets on your website too, I assume? Yeah, links are up there. Yeah. Um, if you head to our Facebook, Instagram, website's thewolfbrothers.com, you'll find it. But we'd love to see everybody there. and we're, we're really looking forward to it, mate. Absolute legend. Thank you so much for your time this morning. 8 p.m. this Saturday night at the Dubbo RSL Club. We'll see you there. Good on you, mate. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Hello and Maroon, NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Pointy end. Pointy end of the NRL, week 22 or 25, before we start getting into the serious games. Maroon for the Triple M call team. It all kicks off tonight uh, with uh, last year's favourite teams, Panthers and Storm. Well, this is going to be a good game. Now, we know the Storm needed to get a couple of wins on the board to get their season back on track. However, those wins came at the cost of the Warriors and the Titans. Mm. Hardly a challenge for the Melbourne Storm. This will be different tonight. They take on... Uh, the Panthers, um, and look, I'm going to have the Panthers here. I, I know there's no Nathan Cleary still, but I still think Panthers are just a cut above. Well, if the last five or six weeks is anything to go by, and I, and I know there was origin in the middle of it, Storm have been a bit wonky. I've never seen them so wonky in the last few seasons. Well, this is the thing, mate. We say that, but they've still only got to keep winning, and they'll finish in the top four. Yeah. So... Uh, it, it, it was a bit scary. They got it back on track, but I question those teams that, that they beat to get it back on track. Tonight is a real challenge for Melbourne. If somehow Melbourne can win this game, we'll be talking about Melbourne again as potential premiers. Yeah, uh, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that, mate. No, we don't want that. <laughs> I've got a few games uh, tomorrow. Warriors and Doggies and then Eels and your Bunnies are going head-to-head. So we're going to go the Doggies to beat the Warriors. I have absolutely no faith in the Warriors to beat anyone If mm. the game, after last week's debacle. South just ran right through them, so... And then I'm going to take, obviously, the Bunnies to win. I think the Bunnies have the wood over Parramatta, much like Parramatta have the wood over Penrith. So a Luttrell-led recovery again for Souths. A few games there on Saturday. My Sharkies are up against the Tigers. Yeah, look, uh, the Sharkies will win this one and win it easily. Broncos Knights also on Saturday. So, yeah, Broncos, they've slipped back to seventh. Uh, The reality is... Maybe that's where they should finish, 5th, 6th or 7th. It'll be a monster achievement for the Broncos this year, just to finish in the 8th. We we probably forget that at the start of the year. No one gave them much of a chance. So, look, with Adam Reynolds in the side, they can do anything. They'll win this game. We've got a couple of games coming up on Sunday as well, Raiders and Dragons. And then, uh, are people still talking about the Sea Eagles? <laughs> they're out of controversy now, are they? Yeah, they're out of controversy. But just that really did derail them, I think, that whole thing. But... Look, who were the who were the who were Manly playing this week? I'm taking on the Jesus. Titans, so they got smashed by the the Bunnies last week. No, sorry, they got smashed. Titans got smashed by Storm last week. Yeah, well, the Titans have now. This will be the Titans' eleventh straight loss. Manly can do nothing 
but win this game and win it convincingly. And Canberra St George, this is the controversial one after the week Canberra have had. Uh, I'm going to take the Dragons to win this game, mm. and but I think the season's over for the Dragons anyway. They normally taper off about three quarters of the way through. It's always thanks to uh, Autobahn Dubbo. They'll get you there. I went in. You'd be proud of me, Marina. I went in the other day. I bought a shimmy, shammy. Shimmy? A shimmy, shimmy and a whoosh. Beautiful. What are you driving these days? You still in the Ferrari? I still still got the old beat around Dodge. Don't you worry about that. Uh, I live within my means. Go American. (laughs) I must say, I've never used the shimmy. I've bought it. I haven't used it yet. Well, mate, why don't you use it on your back? Shimmies are very handy, too, in the area of uh, keeping yourself sanitised. And also, if you're going away to the Gold Coast for a weekend with your lovely wife, take the shimmy on on the weekend away. Well, I won't be going to watch the Titans anytime soon. I can... <laughs> Maroon, we'll, we'll catch up with you again next week. Right on, mate. Go the bunny. That's Alan Maroon's NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Joined by Trevor Long from EFTM.com. On the other side of the world at the moment in New York City, mate, don't forget before you come home, you've got to swing by Times Square and hit up M&M's World and get yourself some goodies. What a dream place. I had forgotten that that was here. I knew it was in Las Vegas, but I didn't know it was mm. here. So I might pop over um, because <laughs> I do normally bring back kilograms of M&M's because the American M&M's, Better. fun fact, are gluten-free. And my, two of my kids are celiac. So um, it's basically a requirement of my re-entry to the country or really to my home that I come with kilograms of M&M's. They're, they're actually better in America, I think. I agree. <laughs> uh, honestly, now that I'm, I'm, I'm eating them at such high levels, and if you've seen me on TV, you know that that's what's uh, fueling my waistline. Um, yeah, they're, they're much better, full stop. Let's talk about why you are in New York City. Of course, are you there? Uh, some big news from Samsung. Yeah, I'm here with Samsung because twice a year they have an event called Unpacked. Uh, in February, March, it's normally for the S-series Galaxy phones. And this time of the year, three or four years ago, it was all about the, the Note series, but that doesn't exist anymore because their premium uh, high-end user phone is now the Galaxy Z Fold. So on Wednesday, late night, Thursday morning, Australian time, we'll hear news of what they've got planned for the next Galaxy Z Fold. And Galaxy Z Flip, which I think is such a great phone, it looks like a normal smartphone, but it folds shut like an old-school clamshell flip phone. So the problem with that phone, because I loved it, the problem with that phone is the battery life. It really did struggle to get through a day. So I'm hoping they improve the battery life. I'd I'd like to see something new in terms of design. Um, But the fact is no one's pushing them because Apple's not in this market. No one else is in this folding phone market. So Samsung have cornered it, and, you know, there's no pressure on them. So hopefully they're they're still going to push the envelope, but we won't know until Thursday morning. No one's really done anything with phone uh, shapes for the last probably almost decade. They've all just been the same kind of touchscreen flat things. Exactly. These folding screen phones are... Remarkable when you consider how boring phones really are in the last 10 years. They haven't changed a bit. <laughs> Let's talk about Apple's AirTag location trackers. So Apple AirTags, we've talked about them before. These little 20-cent piece-sized um, devices. You put them on your key ring, yeah. you lose your keys, you can find them at home under the couch, or if you've left them at the shops, you can find out where they are because everyone who walks past them with an iPhone is essentially a search party for you. But since I've been talking about them, I've been sent a lot of accessories that allow you to attach these AirTags to so many things. So... Bikes, for example, you could yeah. take the drink holder off your, your bicycle and put an air tag holder in there so it's concealed, doesn't look like it's got an air tag in it, but if someone steals your bike, yeah. you'll know where it is. I've seen one that attaches to a pet's collar, so a dog collar, so that if your dog goes walk about, that you is get a useful. fair idea of where they've gone. Yeah. Genius. That is useful. There's just so many applications for the air tag over and above lost 
keys. So, uh, yeah, check those out if you're prone to losing something. I guarantee you there's a way of attaching an air tag to it. Uh, there was a story that went viral online about a guy who did that to his truck. He had an air tag just in the, it was in the front console of his truck. He just left it there and it was on and someone stole his truck and he was able to track it down. That's 100% the way it works. I mean, that's how fantastic the product is. So, um, yeah, I was blown away by the kind of ways you could use it and the plate and the accessories that exist. So, well worth a look if you're prone to losing stuff. And vinyl coming back in again. I love vinyl. I, I think a lot of people listening have probably got an old collection from when they were kids or their parents' collection. And I think listening to vinyl is something very different. And, and uh, there's this record player from Monster that's at JB Hi-Fi, 700 bucks. It's mm. a record player and two speakers. So you don't need a hi-fi system or anything like that. Straight out of the box, you can dust off the vinyl, put it on, 45s, 33s, and play the music the way it was intended. And the fun thing here is introducing another generation to vinyl. So playing a record from start to finish, not being able to skip or choose tracks, no shuffle. The only shuffle is literally sorting your singles out in a different order. Um, And the thought process behind what song are we going to play next? Uh, It's a really lovely thing. So if you've got vinyl records in your house, in the shed, in uh, in the garage, Dust them off. Get yourself the monster turntable from JB Hi-Fi, and you'll uh, you'll enjoy your music with your whole family. Vinyl does seem to make a comeback every couple of years, and I I never have yeah. any regrets when it does. Uh, Trevor Long live from uh, New York City from EFTM.com. Uh, make sure you visit Eminem World on your way home. Get a few uh, a few gifts for the kiddies. I'm there. Aloe Baker with local MP Dougal Saunders on the phone right now. Dougal, we had you on the show on Friday talking about that new emergency services uh, helicopter that's based here in Dubbo. Get to the chopper! Uh, Good for <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a chopper? <laughs> exactly. The chopper is very exciting, I should say. So I hadn't actually been out and, uh, and seen the chopper at that particular point. I'd seen others, but uh, this one is now based at the RFDS in Dubbo and is, it is an amazing piece of equipment. Uh, which will will give us capabilities here that we haven't had before as far as search and rescue, but also fighting fires. So caught up with one of the crew members there who runs all the cameras, and they've already done a few training ops out of Dubbo, and and they are loving it. So that was really exciting. $6 million worth that we've got based here now, and that was a commitment from back in November. And then we went and opened the, um, the new Memorial Garden at the RFS Training Academy, which has essentially everyone who's in the RFS at some point comes through that training academy to do some updated training. And uh, we've got about 97 beds out there now. Next stage is being built, which will have some more simulators in it. Mm. And this is a really touching moment. There are 95 names that are carved into the walls there to recognise people that have have died, um, basically providing service um, through RFS. So really nice day. We had family members there. We had all the commissioners there. Uh, to recognise the importance, I guess, of paying tribute to those who have been uh, been affected and their families affected by it, by losing somebody who's been part of the RFS. And now it means that anyone who comes to do their training there here in Dubbo can pop along to that garden and just take a, a little bit of time for contemplation. So yeah. a, a really nice thing to be involved with. Hey, last year we had uh, a bit of involvement in the... Is, was it the Western Open for golf here in Dubbo? Yeah, my word. In fact, this will be the Western Open number three. So we've had it a couple of years in a row following off the huge success of the New South Wales Women's Open that we hosted in 2020. Mm. So this, again, is a, a regional qualifier and we're hosting the final of the six qualifiers to get into the New South Wales Men's Open. It'll be here in Dubbo 
on January 8 till 10. Uh, a really, really big chance for people who haven't yet qualified for the New South Wales Open to, to get qualified. And look, every year we've hosted it for the past couple, it's been incredibly successful and we'll see it again this year. Last year it went down to the final hole. Daniel Gale won just one by one stroke over Grace Kim, who's an incredible young woman who's doing great things. So look, a really good chance to host top quality golf in Dubbo. Fantastic golf course and all the members are extremely excited and we've put up 50 grand as prize money uh, all supported uh, by the state government to make sure we're getting fantastic regional tournaments uh, across New South Wales. Hey, let's talk a little bit about grants for fishing habitat along the Macquarie River. We've just had a couple of big major floods which have kind of decimated the shoreline. Yeah, look, these are all about trying to restore some habitat and I know you're a keen fisher person and it's about trying to put back things that maybe have been affected by flooding and we've seen, um, you know, the last six to 12 months has been really damaging. So um, a lot of it will be around uh, replanting around riparian zones but also in in some cases snagging and and putting in structures again. Um, So, in fact, we just saw about eight grand go to Narromine through their land care um, through council. So that'll go towards exactly that sort of work and there's a there's another round that's just opened literally now with about 800 grand in it again so I'm encouraging people to do a quick search for Habitat Action Grants Um, they're rolling out the door now we want people actively involved in these to help uh, create really nice uh, corridors for for fishing and uh, and for recreation. I'll apply for one of those for my private aloe baker fishing hole that no one else is allowed to know about. (laughs) I'm not sure that you'll qualify actually. (laughs) Dougal thank you so much for your time this week and we'll catch up with you again next Monday and find out where you're at and where you're at and what you're up to. You might have a great day. Hello, Baker for breakfast. Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. Joined by Mark Colton, Federal Member for Parks, uh, on the phone. Mark, you're right up the top of your electorate yesterday. Yes, yeah, so, morning, hello. Yes, yeah, so yesterday I was up at uh, Tumalar and Bogabilla, uh, which are right on the Queensland border. Tumalar is an Aboriginal community um, um, right at the top corner of my yeah. electorate, so it was good to catch up with the folks up there, the land council, and went to the school and... Uh, uh, yeah, men shed out at uh, Bogabilla and then stopped in at a little place called North Star uh, where they, they had a, a polo tournament because it got delayed. Uh, normally it would be on the weekend, but because of wet weather, hmm. I was playing polo yesterday, so it was a bit of a mixed bag. So uh, you've, you've finally been let out of Parliament after everyone's been sworn in and everything. You're, you're finally back out and about. Yeah, so we had a couple of weeks down there, and uh, so there was a, a, you know, a few things that uh, uh, have uh, happened. The climate change bill um, um, went through. Uh, well, it's gone through the House of Representatives, and so it, to, before it becomes law, it has to be passed by the Senate in September, but my understanding is that it will be. Um, and, you know, um, while the you know I'm not opposed to, uh, you know, reducing our emissions uh, uh created a better environment. I'm, I'm all for that, very supportive of it, but I am a little bit concerned that the legislation uh, could make uh, things a bit complicated down the tracks, but we'll see how uh, how that goes. And then uh, uh, also the other thing that's sort of a, a discussion at the moment, and um, it, it's one that's, to be honest, although it's a bit vexed for me, is the um, the, the Indigenous voice to Parliament um, uh, because... Um, yeah, you know, we need to get this right. It would be a, a referendum to the Australian people, and the worst thing that would happen, to, as far as I can see, would be that the referendum failed uh, and it didn't get up. I think that would be a very bad thing to happen. But uh, at the moment, we're looking for the detail that the government wants to put up. And um, I mean, a few misconceptions. You know, I, I represent a lot of Aboriginal people, uh, and the idea that everyone has the same opinion, uh, you know, that they're just sort of a, an homogenous group of people that all think the same and have yeah. the same issues is just false. That's not even the same in Dubbo. You know, you, you find, 
within families you have differences of opinion so yeah. the idea of uh, that, that there's this one thing that everyone wants and that's easy done uh, is, is not correct so there's a few things that's going to be discussed uh, over the, the next few months in parliament but at the moment out and about uh, we can down in England for the Ag Expo and uh, um, next week in Canada, there's a, the, what's called the Agquip Field Days, which is about 100,000 people sort of turn up over three days mm. to to look at uh, farm machinery and other things. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's a bit to be sort of out and about looking at. Uh, speaking about agriculture, last time I did speak to you, we were on about uh, this uh, foot and mouth uh, over in Indonesia. Has there been any more progress on uh, rolling out, obviously, quarantine restrictions? Yeah, yeah look, I think uh, after a bit of a slow start, I think um, the from my understanding is that uh, yeah there are um, uh, more uh, I, I guess more uh, safeguards in place and uh, yeah. you know foot and mouth is has been all over the world for some time um, uh, just the fact that it's at Bali where where we have such a high it's probably one of the overseas destinations that more Australians go to than anywhere else yeah so uh, that's why uh, why why it was really important that uh, we move quickly and so. Uh, I think so, and uh, you know, the, the, if people that go there just really take the time to to clean up their footwear and yeah. making sure that they're not bringing back, as someone did, uh, a half-eaten Big Mac or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I think that Big Mac they said cost them two thousand seven hundred dollars in yeah, fines, pricey, uh, because it was in the backpack. <laughs> so being complacent and, and not really caring is no excuse and so we need to be high alert because it would be an absolute devastation to our, our industries if it got to Australia but I, I think that at the moment uh, things are sitting pretty well. You're a busy man, where are you off to today? Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually working from home today, a couple of Zoom meetings yes. and then tomorrow driving, <laughs> to, Can- driving to Canberra Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, there's a meeting where you sit with a nice shirt with your pyjama pants yeah. on, those ones. Oh, That's, you actually uh, wear pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, I got caught last year. I was doing a citizenship ceremony from Bro- at Broken Hill from yeah. home, and I was fine. I had a shirt and tie and a million dollars until they said, now we'll now stand for the national anthem. Oh. And I was in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> Mark Colton, so you do have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you definitely got to be careful. Mark Colton, thank you so much for your time this morning, and you have a good week. We'll catch up next time. Thanks, Alan.